Hey fellow equestrian, welcome to the Equicentral podcast with me, Kat and Tracy Duncan, where we have honest and authentic chats about all things horsemanship, growth and spirituality. If you're looking for a deeper connection to your horse and yourself, or perhaps you feel drawn to a new way of being, you're in the perfect place. Enjoy! Welcome guys to episode two on the Equicentral podcast with Kat and Tracy. Um, First off, we just want to say a massive thank you to everybody for all their lovely, lovely feedback. Um, We're blown away and super, super grateful and almost overwhelmed at such lovely, lovely feedback. Um, So thank you so much. We've had some lovely emails and also some of you answered, uh, we did ask the question of what has your horse taught you? Some of you sent in or wrote in some responses. Jane said this provoked her to think about that question a lot and prompted some deep realizations that her horse is teaching her to be more confident in her own abilities and showing her that it's time for her to fly, which is absolutely awesome. Jane is an incredible artist. If you don't know her, go and follow Jane Johansson on Instagram. Her art is incredible, particularly if you love horses. Hayley said that her horse has taught her to be less boring. (laughs) And also, he is one of a kind, and he truly is. He's a beautiful Arden, and he doesn't know how strong he is, and he definitely thinks he's more human than horse. Nat Lawrence shared with us about horses bringing different lessons to us and wanting the same journey and lesson with her horses, but that her old horse, Indy, very much showed her that she's okay the way she is, and there was no denying that she helped Indy as well, and that her boy, Brody's definitely helped her to be more assertive as a person and a whole bunch of other stuff that she can't put into words. So, yeah, awesome, awesome feedback. Oh, I love that. Guys, and, um, yeah, just lovely, lovely yeah. to hear from you all. Oh, that's so nice. I also think it's important to acknowledge that it goes both ways too we always say in the last podcast that our horse is here to teach us a gift and we can't choose what that gift is but they always bring something into our lives but then on that level as well we're in their journey for a reason and we're in their lives for a reason yeah i think that's really lovely to acknowledge totally yeah today we're gonna chat about um, something that me and Tracy have been chatting about for a long time in different ways. And it's one of the things that I think sparked this podcast because we had loads of voice notes. Yeah. Really, really long voice notes. Oh, they're amazing. And I, I think those were the conversations where we were like, there must be other people feeling this. Um, we have to share. And it is, what is the value of yes when no isn't an option? And um, I think it's, yeah. Even just saying it, I'm like, okay. It's a biggie. It is a biggie. It's deep. It's a biggie. There's so much to it. And yeah. I don't even know if we'll get to all of it no. in the podcast without you guys falling asleep. It's where to start. Yeah. Um. <laughs> where to start? It's one of those things where, like, it's just, oh. It's so prevalent in every single horse conversation you've ever we've ever had and every conversation that the humans have ever had with horses it really kind of some like touches on the theme of choice of consent of trust mm. and ultimately the gift that horses give us which is their 
you know, like being able to ride them and spend time with them, like they are wild animals. And the fact that they allow us in their lives in that kind of way, I think it really goes back to, you know, when horses are domesticated and that that really deep connection between horses and humans. Um, It's a bit of a deep place to start, but I think that... They, They allow us to feel a freedom on their backs or by their sides that is an experience that only a horse person can probably understand. Yeah. But it's but then trying to be with them in a way that is comf- comfortable to your own values and principles. Mm. Um can it can be quite cha- can be quite challenging of yeah. how how does that look? And actually we've often said if you think about it too much would I even ride? Yeah. Um and that's a whole other rabbit hole to go yeah. down. But I think I, I've definitely been guilty of, just through my knowledge and education at the time of my understanding, um, without feeling like I, like I would certainly wouldn't have gone, oh gosh, that was really abusive, but I definitely had an understanding of, no, they need to do that right now. Yeah. And I, I didn't know at the time what I know now, but I can see that actually my horse didn't have no as an option. Mm. And... I know it's humbling to kind of look back and go, oh, that makes me cringe a bit, but you can't beat yourself up for yeah. what you didn't know at the time, for who was around you at the time, of, of who you, who were mentors. And like I'd still say there's my mentors back then, they still have, they still are inspiring. I would just change a few things mm. um, of how I might might get the same answer. That statement of what is the value of yes if no is not an option it's a big rabbit hole, so let's dive in. Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely think it's just the... It's almost like the curse of the difference between a human and a horse and the predator and the prey. And actually, it is that constant journey of... Like, you always talk about pendulum. You know, sometimes we have to learn those lessons the hard way. I think we can only learn them the hard way sometimes. And reflecting on experiences with compassion for what we were where we were in our journey um who we were knowing that like we are humans horses are horses there are always going to be loops in the communication there's always going to be like spaces where we might have done things differently and I think that's really important to acknowledge and not feel shameful about but actually use it to feel more empowered and um transform the way we do things now and that's constantly evolving and like you always say, and, and I have recently experienced that even three months ago, you might not necessarily have done something the way that you would now, and that's okay. Yeah, totally. Um, we are constantly evolving, learning every single day as a school day with every horse, your own horses, horses you meet, horses you come across. Every single horse will teach you something if you're listening. Yeah. It's I like it's a real clear message for me and like I know you'll feel the same is it's also about not making anyone feel wrong. Somebody shared a brilliant meme the other day, I saw it on Instagram on a story that was that said something along the lines of about like if you don't train the same way as me, you're a horse be- abuser. Mm. And um it's so it's so true, isn't it, of like trying to avoid getting into that righteous yeah state because it's it's only ever what someone knows at that moment in time and also i there's part of me that kind of goes if if we believe 
that strong, I almost feel like we're probably potentially not open enough for something else that we may need to be open to with with another horse, with something in our lives that just always giving compassion, even if you perhaps don't agree or you don't want to do it the same way as somebody else, having compassion rather than sort of stating something about what they're doing wrong. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's such a mess, like lesson from our horses too, because when you first get a dog or you have a baby or you something or a new job or something that's very new you almost have to learn on the job and in order to become the person you need to be you have to just get your hands dirty do you know what I mean like I think I was very I still can be very on the sidelines of thinking I know everything not not know everything but I'm like oh I wouldn't do it that way or I wouldn't do it that way. But actually, when you're in that moment with that horse, you might, I don't know, you you have to experience it and you have to know what a yes feels like. You have to know what a no feels like. And sometimes the only way of doing that is by experimenting in different ways, doing different things. I guess with you as well, what you learned when you got Tayan, what a no actually feels like. That's the gift of horses that are very firm in what they are saying is that you can't ignore that. And, yeah. And some, yeah, I guess when you're with horses who are, they're so willing and obliging and often they, you know, they fill in lots for us, they do things with us even if they don't feel 100% okay, but actually having that, a horse or, I don't know, someone in your life or, or an animal in your life that is so strong in what they are saying, you're like, oh, okay, that's what yeah. it feels like. Yeah, 100%. I've worked with, I don't know, I don't know how many hundreds of horses, but even, even like not so long ago, I was teaching a student and I said to her, have you got a workable no? Because again, like there's degrees of no. And I kind of said to her, I said how I'm judging what I'm reading right now. I was like, it doesn't feel that workable with on board, but yeah. it's probably workable with if you get off and help them on yeah. the ground again. And so that's what we did for that scenario. But yeah, with Tay, I, I've never met such a strong no in a horse. She's probably been the most tricky horse I've worked with. The anger in her was, um, yeah, mm. I've, I've worked with really angry stallions, horses that, like really high dignity horses um, that feel they've had their dignity right to be take, taken away and that can create really angry horses. I've met a lot, a lot of those and when I met her, I was like, this is something else. This is on an, on another level. And the amount of knowing her, it, it, it amazed me. And, and at the time, I almost had to work through my own stuff of not being attached to, to it because it'd be so easy to then go down that emotional mm. kind of like feeling sorry for her. And whilst it broke my heart that ultimately, yes, humans um. had created that in her that you know that's not going to empower her to then be able to find yes or want to even offer um a yes answer and yeah she really I think held a mirror up to myself I would say that actually I kind of went I'm really bracy too and and about certain things and can get really stuck uh with how I feel about something and she was 
really extreme and really similar. Obviously, there was a lot of pain related and attached mm. to the reason she'd learnt a lot of no answers. But as we know with a lot of horses, you can get rid of the pain, but in their mind, mm. they, they don't believe that's not going to hurt, that's not going to be scary, yeah. that's not going to be pleasant. So even once we'd got her comfortable, there was so much to work through. If she was unsure, she just didn't try. And I think that that's what I found the hardest in her, is, a, is I've had horses that have said no, mm. but getting them to want to try and offer something else hasn't been that challenging. Whereas she just had zero try. She yeah. just had lost any will to kind of offer anything else other than, no, I'm, I'm not participating. Yeah. Uh, without going too much into, um, into it, into the background. Um, because, you know, I do believe, like, part of her background, she came to me because somebody cared about her and, and wanted her and I to be together. There are parts of it that are, how, are why she is how she was. <laughs> that was really bad English. <laughs> Love it. Uh, uh, this is the kind of topic where English just doesn't quite add up. Like you can't brain. really put in, into words. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, getting her to first off try was like my big yeah. was my big thing. I was like, I just need you to consider trying, and she really made me question my horsemanship, and I was like. I wonder how so-and-so would get on with you. I wonder how so-and-so mm. would get on with you. And I actually just kept coming back to, I kind of thought everyone would get firmer and heavier with her. Yeah. And she'd had that. Yeah. That's how her no was so solid, I, I think. So I really had to win a lot of trust before I could get her to try. And then interestingly, I'd get certain reactions where she really wasn't okay but then she'd like blast through and try to sort of offer a yes but it it was really it wasn't it wasn't a yes it it wasn't a yes yes. it was a learnt yes because no hadn't been an option at some point and then interestingly when no became and like when I was like well, you you can say no here. Yeah. When she kind of realised that I was just looking for try and that didn't mean that it had to be a yes. Yeah. Her almost I felt like I was like, I've made her no worse. Yeah. <laughs> I've really given this horse loads of choice. I'm just trying to get trust and I've I've made more no mm. in some respects. But it was because I was looking for her to do it with confidence. Yeah. And I was like oh, I've created more no, because she now knows she can say no. Yeah. So, yeah, getting her to then want to offer, I was, we were just talking before we started, and I've had her just over two years now, and something shifted at the yeah. two-year mark of owning her, or having her. I think they own us. Yeah. <laughs> um, something's really, really shifted, and she wants to now. She wants to mm. try. And sometimes she she wants to do it and she'll still get a bit worried. Yeah. But the yes in her, there's just so much more yes in her. Yeah. The students that have seen her from when I first took her on to now, they really notice kind of the change of her being able to say yes. Um, or, and her wanting to say yes yeah. and she wants to please and she wants to feel successful but it's not been an easy road yeah 
by any stretch of the imagination. Mm. And I think that was really coming through for me too, is I think this is... I keep going, as humans, like, I get so deep. But as humans, my... Oh my God, my mum says this to me all the time. We're obsessed with instant gratification and we're obsessed with getting results straight away. And especially... I still feel this pressure and and I know that a lot of people do with horses where we feel like it it's like A equals B. It's like if you do something now, then it will instantly change like in a session or like, and if it doesn't, then you've done the wrong thing. I think there's a lot of, even with amazing revolutionary horsemen and horsewomen, like creating new methods and way of being and really opening that door there is still that human side of it where it's like uh, it's directly influenced one is directly influencing the other whereas what you've really taught me and what I've been exploring as well is like you said with the no getting worse that is the that was the right thing to do but actually it didn't feel like the right thing to do because we're so used to as as humans with horses wanting instant improvement and instant results and instant change and actually to create that healing yes so like a deeper yes it's not just like a fine it's a oh my gosh I feel confident enough to say yes with my heart and and that takes time and it takes you almost have to commit to yes like they might say no and that's okay and you have to be okay with that I find it really hard when we were talking before with a horse I was working with where I realised that he came in from the field because that's all he'd known. It wasn't that he chose to come in from the field. I, I knew with him, if I didn't have his mind when we when we left the field, I wouldn't, re- I wouldn't really have his mind for the rest of the session. It would be like a constant battle. I clocked that if I wanted him to be with me in the session, I had to have him be with me coming in from the field. And that was really uncomfortable because I was like... I'm going to have to give you choice and the fact of giving you choice means I have to be okay if you don't want to come in. Yeah. And that's not like... That feedback's hard to swallow. It's like if you go up to someone and you say, do you want a piece of cake? That you have to be okay with them. Like, no, I'm okay, thanks. And you can't be like, no, have a piece of cake now. It's like, if you put it in in that situation, if you want them to know that you respect them and you trust them and value them... Sometimes you have to respect their knowing and, and and take that different path um, rather than forcing a yes there and then. So I think that's been the hardest thing. And it's coming away from the, you're going to teach your horse. Yeah. Um, I, I hear it a lot with people that do groundwork and people that don't, don't perhaps do much groundwork, that they'll say to someone, you can't get off him. Yeah, he's one. He's one. If you've got off him, yeah, and it it is it's coming away from from that conditioning that a yeah. lot of us have had of if you don't get them over the jump today, if you don't get them over the pole today, you they've learned that mm. you've that 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 like that you know they consider it that that you've let the horse think that yeah. the horse can win, and actually I want my horse to feel my like they're a winner. Yeah. It's just that what that winner looks like isn't necessarily that A to B that you were yeah. talking about of you've got over the jump. It might be that my horse has won that day because they've realised I spotted a threshold and went, 
Yeah. Do you know what? It, there's always tomorrow. If you need to yeah. know that I listen to you today and go, okay, you couldn't say yes to that today. What can you say yes to? Yeah. Me? And that you you get yeses and the horse feels successful where they can versus what our human goal yeah. attachment initially was that it doesn't have to that that is like it's letting go of that oh, the horse has won if you don't yeah. achieve what you were trying to achieve yeah um and I, I've had a lot of that with Tay and even with my background in horsemanship I've had to battle a lot yeah. with what I'd previously been taught of yeah. make the wrong thing um hard and the right thing easy is is kind of a, a a very clever way of saying no isn't an option yeah depending how it's played like I yeah. still I still think you can sometimes kind of use that strategy but you need to use it with allowing choice yeah. is is how I would look at it now but I definitely had had a had been in that world where make make the right thing easy and the wrong thing hard that I kind of look back and I'm like I don't know that I always gave yeah no as an option yeah but actually the power of a horse knowing there is a no Tay Tay's just taught me that in an abundance of mm. her feeling seen and heard has helped our connection has yeah. helped our trust that then when I've asked another time she's been able to try a bit mm. harder offer a bit more because she wants to not because yeah. she thinks she has to because she thinks well I just have to yeah and it's the other rabbit hole that you can go down which she's got to and get mm. to situations yeah and I think that's really hard with the question that we're looking at of a yes and a no because yeah. what happens when your horse has got to go to the yeah. vets because they will die if they don't go but they yeah. don't want to load yeah like that's a really tough situation mm. to be in of I need to get my horse on the trailer right now but no isn't really an option because yeah. they have to go to the vets yeah. so there is always going to be times where stuff may be challenged your values might be challenged your principles might be challenged and I think that's why sort of yeah you can never be too attached to yeah yeah and I think how I've tried to think of it and how I've said to so many of my clients is and this really helped me and and you you say as well with the piggy banks it's like you've got a piggy bank for your relationship like you've got a piggy bank for the kind of got to get to situations um and your safety one and like I always say that if you spend an hour with your horse practicing choice, that an hour will never be lost. Like they will, you'll have always had that conversation and they will always know that. And when you practice it regularly, when you can, and you aren't in a situation where like, you know, you have to go to the vets or you have to do something, you have to get out of the road. Otherwise we're going to get hit by a car. Then it's almost like you've balanced that equation. They know that you've given them so much in other ways so that then when it does come to those hard situations, you've already balanced that scale and it feels different because they do know that you value them. And it's, it, I think for me, it definitely feels different. And it's, it is like you put in the work before you have to take the coins out yeah. and balance that. Because that, like, that's the thing with being in a human world. Like the horses, at the end of the day, we are responsible for keeping them safe. Yeah. 
there's always going to be situations where you're like no no you have to now um but I think picking those times and investing in that relationship beforehand will mean that then when you have to have those conversations it will might look very different totally and it's you know it brings up the kind of the argument of but the horse needs to know it has to yield under any given circumstances because what if you are out hacking and you need your horse to yield yeah. out of the way? Like that example that you brought up, it, it's absolutely really, really important. And we, you know, it's always kind of wanting to do your best by your horse of going, am I putting my horse in a situation where most most times they're going to be able to say yes? Yeah. And they would be able to move out of the way, but it's really impossible to prepare for every single situation yeah. you're going to come across going, okay, well, I need to know that if this situation occurs out hacking, do I have a yield under that circumstance? And if you don't, but you know you've got it on the ground, you mm-hmm. have to know that you're really quick, smart to jump off, hop down, you've got your rope attached, and that you can perhaps help your, help your horse yeah. in that sort of dynamic e- equally I don't think it makes a soft horse just because your horse yields at any given situation under high levels of adrenaline yeah. yes of course that's like the ultimate goal is to have a horse that's super soft we'll dive into on another podcast the difference between softness and lightness yeah obviously yeah ultimate goal is a soft horse but there's a real difference I think between a horse that just yields to me that doesn't always mean that they're soft mm. internally yeah and yes that could keep keep them safe and no one ever wants to put their horse in a situation that's gonna yeah. be a dangerous situation of course we don't we all everyone i haven't met a horse person yet that doesn't love or adore their horse they may do things differently but that doesn't take away from their their love for their horse and it's is it's such it's such a fine line of because I think that's the argument that I've had people come mm. up against at going, yeah, but if you're allowing them to say no now, what that what if that no means they mm. push out into an oncoming car? And I a hundred percent respect that kind of arg- yeah. argument, but I kind of go, well, this is how I'd approach that situation yeah. or what I would want in place before I put them in that yeah. situation and. Maybe it means it takes a year longer for me to put them yeah. in that situation than using the principles that someone else does. But it's about being true to yourself. And yeah. my horse's feedback for me, me is keep keep doing what I'm doing the way I'm doing it. Yeah. And that's... they are, they're the judges that matter to me. Yeah. And oh, I was thinking about this the other day because we want to rush things so much. Like often when we start horses, we want it done in two weeks. Like you know we want the results straight away but actually why not spend that time on that journey with yourself and your horse which might take two years longer or however much longer but the relationship that you'll have on the way and what you'll learn about and who you'll be at the end of it will be uncomparable to trying to do everything like you know as quickly as possible and without with as little resistance as possible if that makes sense yeah like sometimes you're gonna have to have like with you had with Tay, some like that option was ne- wasn't necessarily the easiest option at the time and might not have felt like made sense, but you knew on a deeper level that in order to honor yourself and her, this was the path that you had to take. And sometimes it doesn't make sense in that moment, but then, like down the line, you look back and you go, oh okay, 
And I think we overcomplicate horses so much. Like, we overcomplicate the, who they are and how they learn, how they feel. They aren't robots. They aren't computers. It's not, like, A equals B. Um, and they're a lot deeper than we give themselves credit for. And, and yeah, like, the whole acknowledging when they meet a threshold, acknowledging when they're not comfortable, and instead of just, you know, well, I guess being okay with taking a step back and stopping or like asking in a different way or like they're not linear creatures and I think we don't give them enough credit for them knowing that we value them and them actually changing how they feel and the choices they make based on what we do I think I definitely feel that definitely I've always said that I think most horsemen that have got good experience and good timing could probably load any difficult horse but it's how the horse feels when they get in yeah that is the difference i think between between how they're loaded yeah. of yes could most of them tick the box and get a difficult horse in yes box ticked yeah how does that horse feel once he's in is a whole different yeah different kind of perspective ball game opening up a can like it is opening up a can of worms sometimes when you give them choice but ultimately it's about I want my horse to feel good about the yes they've given yeah rather than yes because no hasn't been an option because if you ask yourself if you put yourself in those in in any situation where even something small where you've said yes because Mm. you didn't feel you could say no going to like even going to a party i was literally just thinking that that's so funny introverts (laughs) 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 going you know you feel like you have to go because you don't want to say no because you don't want to upset people's feelings but it doesn't mean it feels great Mm. and that there's a real different feeling to be going, I so want to go to this party because it's my really good yeah. friend's birthday and I can't wait to celebrate with them. Yeah. Feels totally different than going because you have to go. Yeah, and the way that you're going to be at that party, like, the way you'll show up at that party, being excited about it and, like, knowing that... And also knowing you can leave any time. Yeah. Like, my best friend always says she loves bringing her car with her wherever she goes because she knows that if she doesn't like it she can go home and just knowing that you've got that way out and you have that choice actually makes you enjoy it more because you you choose to be in the room or you choose to leave yeah definitely and you had that with one of yours when with with Wu with the um you said that when you allowed her to choose where she wanted to be she didn't actually get the amount of separation anxiety as she normally did. Oh, yes. Yeah. Such a good example. So, yeah, really good example of yes, uh, like yes and no choices. So anybody that's sort of following or known Wu or I for years, um, she's now retired, but she is awesome. She taught the UK doing demos with me. She's, she is mega. Um, she was very, very challenging at the beginning um, not dissimilar to Tay, but a little bit easier because there wasn't a there mm. wasn't a no in her. She she very much wanted to do the right thing, but she's very spirited. And her separation anxiety is again one of the worst anxiety sort of separation anxieties I've worked with. She would literally do the wall of death around the stable at mm. Canter if everything else got turned out. Oh my god! 
and just really anxious, really frantic about it. And obviously over the years, I've, I've worked on it to help her be a more rounded horse and her to be able to cope with it. And I have to be super consistent with her being able to cope with those mm. dynamics. And my setup at home in the winter meant that my turnout sort of bit, I've got like a sort of a dry standing turnout bit that usually when I've got clients coming and going, I fence, like I shut the gate, which means her and Buddy would be in the sort of sandpit area that's shut off a little way from the yard. But then when I want to hack Buddy, if I left her shut in that area, she should just do the wall of death around that mm. fairly small area, really frantic, running up and down, screaming. If I open the gate and give her access to wander up to the other stables where a couple of like my other horses are, she'll generally wander up and then by the time I can see, I can see when I'm hacking back down the road, she's at the furthest point away yeah. from the other horses eating haylage. Yeah. That's because she's got the choice. She knows she can get back to the herd. She knows the herd is there if mm. she needs the herd. Rather than me shutting the gate, the haylage meant nothing with the gate shut. Yeah. Because she was like, you've separated me. You've given me no choice. Give, and give her the choice. She's quite happy to be away from yeah, that. Yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah. And I mean, I was actually thinking when you were saying about us, I think we as horse owners and humans need to do a hell of a lot of work of healing our boundaries as well, like our choice. Because how many of us are okay with saying no? Like how many of us are okay with saying like, oh no, I'm okay, I don't fancy it. Yeah. Or if someone crosses our boundary and does something that we don't feel good about... You know, if you're, if you're in a lesson with your horse and your instructor says something for you to do and you don't feel confident or comfortable or, like, it aligns with who you are, how many of us would be like, no, I'm okay, thanks, I'm not going to do that? I know I'd find that really hard. And I think that's what makes a conversation really difficult with our horses because, obviously, we're always connected and often what we're feeling about our horses saying yes or no actually reflects on how we feel about saying yes or no. Yeah, I think in order for us to embrace our horses having choice and doing the work around that we have to look inside our own and like when you were kids what were you allowed to say no to did you have a choice were you forced to do something you didn't want to do um and actually like that could probably bring up a lot of stuff and I think when we when we are okay with our horses saying no and working with that and working through it and finding what what feels good yeah, I think I can feel really uncomfortable. So doing that exploration and like, yeah, what does saying no mean to you? It's it's really interesting because in general, I think I find saying no to people really hard. But when you were talking, I was like, oh, I'm that really awkward person that doesn't mind saying no to a really famous trainer. Yeah. As <laughs> love that. As the poor girls that run organised equestrian will tell you, there's <laughs> there's been a few occasions where I've been the one that in a clinic has said no, you're not getting my on my horse to yeah. to said trainers. And I think I don't know, I'm I guess I'm super protective when it comes to my horses and I just said to myself, Is this the best thing for my horse? And I I couldn't see how it was. I didn't like their methods or the persona almost I felt like there was too much agenda of wanting to get on and prove something and I just went no you're not riding my horse yeah and it didn't go down too well with one of them (laughs) but I was like I'd stood up for my horse and that for me was the most important thing that I go home 
and my horse doesn't go, I can't believe you'd let that person ride me. I'm not going to yeah. forgive you. Um, but I find it so much harder in day-to-day. But yeah. put me in that situation and I'll stand up for my horse all day long. Mm. But day-to-day, I find it really hard. If it's for me to yeah. stand up for myself. <laughs> no, that's so bad. <laughs> but our horses must feel that. Like when you said, like when you were talking, I was like, oh, I feel really safe. Like if you were to be like, no. Like, it's like if your, your, your parent or whoever was looking after you, if someone asked you an uncomfortable question and, like, you could do it, like, you could, you know, like, hug the relative or, like, I don't know, say, say something you were expected to say or do something you're expected to do. But actually when your parent said, no, no, like, you don't have to do that or helping you do it in a better way that feels better for you or reframing it, um, your trust in that parent and that feeling of safety and calmness like increases tenfold and I think that's the nail on the head is the relationship with your horse gets deeper and more equal when they know that at the end of the day you're looking out for them and like you said you, you're not there with an agenda you're not there with an idea of this must happen you must jump the jump you must load in the trailer obviously unless it's a situation where you have to but have like being able to be adaptable and change and protect their feelings and their confidence oh my god like that must feel so good and then they then the next time you ask them a question like you found with Tay and like I found with Hero when he wanted to come in from the field when he did he had his ears forwards he ran up to me and it felt so much better because he chose that for listening to the Equicentral podcast we would love to hear from you whether it's a question you'd like to ask a topic you'd like us to discuss or a moment you'd like to share please drop us a line at the Equicentral podcast at gmail.com if you'd like to follow us and see what we get up to and share on social media you can find Kat at Balance and Align Equine and myself Tracy at Taking Care of Training until next time we're just going to leave you with some passing thoughts Connection is something that can be as delicate as a spider's web, as unspoken as a whisper, a feeling of pure beauty, a sacred understanding between two souls, a love and understanding for one another's true essence. Love and light, Cat and Tracy. Mm-hmm.